Hey fam, do you think you need student loans to go to college? I mean, if you've been listening here a while, you know that you don't have to. There's plenty of people who have graduated without student loans. Or you might be new and wondering, what in this world is this chick talking about? So, don't just take my word for it. So, I talk about a lot of my story and how I graduated from college debt-free, without student loans, paying for it myself, and... Some of this is described, okay, it's in the description below, episode 158, and it's basically how to graduate college with $10,000 to spare, because I not only graduated debt-free, but I had money left over in my bank account after. And I'm not just saying this to sound it like toot my own horn, but to explain that hearing stories about other people did it helps you know that it's possible but don't just take my word for it i interviewed a friend of mine marcia who tells some details and stories about how she finished debt-free had no one to pay back after graduation gives us other insight and ideas about debt and handling our money and i just thought it would be an inspiration to you guys so let's get into it shall we hey girl welcome to money and mental peace Do you want to find scholarships and avoid student loans? You find yourself Googling easy scholarships and how to pay for college. Do you feel overwhelmed with life in general that you can't even think about paying for next semester? Hey, I'm Kara, and in college, I too was worried if I was good at money. I couldn't find scholarships that worked specifically for me, and I didn't know how to get started while juggling homework and all the things. But that changed through prayer and God's direction. I tested out of classes, learned to budget, and found those perfect scholarships and even had $10,000 left over in the bank after graduation. At BTW, my parents weren't able to help me financially either. If you're ready to find scholarships specific to you, manage your money well, and just stop being broke, then grab your cold brew and TI-89 because class is now in session. Welcome back. Before we get into the episode, a couple questions for you. We're talking about graduating in debt-free, right? Do you have scholarships? Do you know how they work? Are you having trouble finding them? Uh, Well, of course, you can look through all of my podcast episodes where I give lots of suggestions. But what if you were handed a list of scholarships that are tailor-made for you? Because ain't nobody got time to be looking for all these scholarships. I mean, some people have time, okay. But you need to like do homework and like when are you going to sleep and your relationships might be tanking because you have to be working a lot more than you used to because you're an adult now and you're trying to pay for college and also bills and all the things and you're like "Uh, I just need some money okay or I just need someone to do it for me what if I could help you what if I got you some scholarship opportunities for you to apply for. I can help you find between ten, twenty, or thirty thousand dollars in scholarship opportunities, and all you have to then do is go and apply for them. What if you didn't have to search for them? Because I do it for you. This is possible. So you guys already know I myself graduated from college debt free with over ten thousand dollars left over in my bank account because I know how to search for scholarships like nobody's business, okay? That's why I created the free, yes, the free, free, free scholarship strategy session where I learn about your plans for school and we make a plan on scholarships that I can find for you to apply for. I want you to get the most money possible so that you can have the most stress-free and debt-free education. 
Okay. Imagine walking away with anywhere between $10,000 to $30,000 worth of scholarship opportunities personally chosen for you that you know you actually qualify for. Like, I do all the middleman work, okay? <laughs> uh, this conversation is free. And then if you decide you'd like to hire me after we talk, you can do so. And then I'll find you the scholarships. And you can head on over to calendly.com slash money and mental peace. It is also a link in the description below. That's calendly.com slash money and mental peace. All right, guys, let's get into our interview with Marsha. We're back. With Marsha, again, and let me tell you, I think the cough drop helped me. Um, we did a recent episode with her about library is a great job for college students. Marsha, introduce yourself again and tell us if your energy comes from coffee or some other source. If not coffee, what's your favorite drink? <laughs> that is so funny. I get asked that all the time. And believe it or not, I don't drink coffee, so it's not from that source. Um, yeah. High on life, baby. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I don't know why I don't. My favorite drink is probably McDonald's Orange High C. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess I'll go with that. But my name is Marsha Langenderfer, and I am a reference librarian at the Alice Library and Reference Center. Across from the fairgrounds upstairs, if you're in Monroe County, come see us upstairs. Don't forget about us. Um, yeah, and I am here to talk a little bit about some of my um, secrets for debt-free college. Do you have questions to ask, or do you want me to launch right into it? Mm, my answer is high C for McDonald's was my childhood drink <laughs> when I wouldn't do when I wouldn't do pop. So I love it and I still love it. And let me see. Yeah, I think your story okay. should be great. I'll just start right in there. All right. So I loved when, like I said, I loved listening to your podcast and all of your trips, your your tips and your tricks to like do this. And I feel like I was the same way. I was very fortunate and blessed that my parents helped me out and we really wanted to get through college debt free. And I went to a small school. That's another big plus because there's all kinds of um, Summerfield High School, shout out, all kinds of wonderful local scholarships there that you can apply for. Um, there is, so there's so many, I just feel like there's so many out there that people don't even try for or know of or they think, oh, I'll never get that because, but I got so many and I was not valedictorian. So let me tell you, my friends, it can be done. So I always am like, don't be discouraged because if everyone thinks they're not going to get it and no one applies, your chances are just that much better. So I always say apply locally, go through the community foundation, um, apply through FAFSA. I mean, like there's just so many things out there. There are there are um, grants. You could get grants. You could get scholarships. Uh, one of my favorite stories, my mom loves me to tell this one. One of my favorite stories. So my very first year of college, um, I went to the University of Toledo Community Technical College, UT Comtech, which is now like a transportation department. It's not even my one friend was said, let's show me your show me that campus. And I was like, it is a bus terminal now. But my very first my very first year and we were on quarters then, not semesters. But my very first year of college, I remember I walked in and on the board was um, a sign for incoming freshmen from Frank Horton was the president at the time for UT. So I'm showing my age. But um, it was a presidential scholarship for like incoming freshmen that was $1,000, which back then was that was huge back then. And it was for $1,000 and you and it was renewable. So you could just go ahead and get it like every quarter. And I thought, huh, like, I, you know, what are the chances? I mean, it's posted outside a subway. And so I I, can, I feel like I can say this now because it's the, the college is no longer there. But I also like ripped the posting down, right? Like to, to like increase my chances. I mean, this is the days before the internet. People are laughing, right? That there was like a yellow sheet hanging on the wall. But I ripped it down and I applied and I got it. And I felt like, oh my goodness, here I am 
University of Toledo, you know, what, you know, it's a bigger campus. And so, yes, I was really excited to get like even that. So I was really, I was really hungry for finding money anywhere that I can uh, or anywhere that I could, even just for books. You know, books are so expensive. I mean, I don't know now with online school, it's not like it used to be. It used to be, here's a book for, you know, $90 and we'll buy it back for two, you know, so it just, it really felt it really just felt like it was so much money around every turn. Um, I was fortunate that I lived at home and commuted because I went so close to home. That's another great savings right there. And yeah, I just applied for any and all scholarship. I also felt really, I worked. I worked while I was in college. The library is a great place to work for that. And you could hopefully apply that money towards things, even if it is books or, you know, incidentals. And my parents were very great about helping me out with scholarships as well. So I just, and like I said, the library offers the Mary Kay Dami scholarship if you were in library school. And I just tried to really hard to, I remember one time we went in to pay and I had ooh, cash. I had some cash and we tried, to, we would pay this different way. Like I'd have a scholarship check here and some cash here. And my mom was writing a personal check for the rest. And I just remember it was so funny to try and, you know, make those payments any way that you could. But I mean, I was so, I was so fortunate, so fortunate to be able to do that because it is, it's, you know, I, I think life is hard enough and there's so many debts and bills and just starting out with that debt is so um, hard. It's such a, such a hardship. I mean, I guess unless of course there's debt forgiveness coming down and then, you know, is, am I, is somebody going to write me a check for that? Well, my, my answer <laughs> is I don't know, but I will say that many past presidents have talked on that and it still hasn't all happened. So I would say just don't rely don't on it. On don't plan on it. If it comes, great. If it doesn't, you will be free. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it's, I, yeah, I wouldn't rely on that as well either. And I think there's some red tape to go through. But I always think, hey, I didn't have it. So are you just going to cut me a check for that? I mean, doesn't that seem fair? Doesn't <laughs> So yeah, so I do, I kind of am all over the place. But I do think it's important to not get caught up in that. I had people that I went to school with that would take out student loans and then they would use that money to, you know, buy a car and do other things with. And I, yeah, and yeah, I could see you cringing. I could see you cringing. And I felt like, please don't, you know, what are you doing? So, so I mean, I, I know that they're like, oh, but it's low interest and it's, you know, blah, blah, blah. You can take forever to pay it off. But even in those words, you're taking forever to pay it off, you know? And I think in today's world, it's too easy to just charge and not live within your means. And I was loving on your podcast when you were talking about um, how you do, because again, I work in a library. I'm not a numbers girl, right? I don't want a budget or an Excel spreadsheet. I don't want it to feel like a straight jacket. And I loved when you were kind of referencing it like a calendar where you were saying, you know, okay, you can take that Alaskan cruise this month, but you know, the next couple months or yeah, Alaska, he keeps tying in. Um, but you're going to have to make those adjustments. And I kind of love that. I love the thought of it being um, like a calendar, like the, having that flexible spending or you could allot so much a week. I always say if you don't want an outline or a very specific budget or an Excel spreadsheet, if you don't want that looming over you because of the stigma, I just it's so simple. I feel like if you just don't spend more than you make. You know what I mean? Like if you if you can easily eyeball something like that, you know, like um, I, I just think that you can just live within your means and and try really hard not, you know, not to go ahead and go into the red, and especially starting out. I think that's so hard. Like, like uh, there was some statistic on like a certain percentage of Americans couldn't cover like a $400 emergency. So it's just like living below your means, uh, even, you know, five dollars but potentially a hundred dollars below for four months you're you're more set you know like I love how you explain that yeah and I do think I do think it's right and it's not really it's not really that hard it does feel sad and and scary and we you know we 
are, you know, we live in a world of entitlement and instant gratification. So we want what we want now. And I just think there's something to be said for that. Um, it's there's it's so much better if you and I know we're going like it's such a cashless world. But, you know, if you take $100 to the grocery store and you can only spend that, you know, you're you know, you might not be throwing like Fruity Pebbles in Lucky Charms in your car. You know, you might be getting bread and milk and eggs or whatever. So I just I just feel like your choices are if you're just going to throw it all in and then swipe it at the end and not really pay attention, like you're not as mindful of what you're spending. So because I remember when we wanted our first like big flat screen TV, I'm really dating myself here. But, you know, before we just had all these tube TVs and he wanted a flat screen and they were so expensive. They weren't as throwaway as now. And I remember we just like every Christmas and birthday, we just kept putting money in an envelope, like waiting till we could get that. And it was so rewarding to do it that way, you know, and not just not just get a Best Buy credit card and go into debt because you really need that flat screen for gaming or whatever. You know, I just I just think you just need to make like smarter choices that way, too. Um, and like I said, I loved your calendar budget, but I just think if you just really a lot so much a week and, you know, I think you can just do it without without it being scary and intimidating as well. I think I'm getting way off track here. So <laughs> really no, I just I just want to follow up on a few different things. Sure. Like, for example, I appreciate you talking about your high school and smaller, not that everybody listening has a, maybe a small high school, but I spoke with the counselors at Ida. Um, and if anyone wants to listen to that one to high school counselors, it's episode 256 about dual enrollment 101 and also other stuff it wasn't just dual enrollment but saving seven thousand plus for college and talking to high school counselors so y'all can head on over and listen to that and um yes books are expensive (laughs) everyone listening go look up in my podcast under textbooks or books because i have some tips and we're not going into all that now and actually i love these conversations because it's back and forth so I have like a little bit of different philosophy and a few things for example you mentioned not you you can't get some people can't get along without credit cards in this world but I do with my debit card so throwing that out there to anyone listening you actually it used to not always be but pretty much well I'm gonna say pretty much because I don't know the hundred percent but everywhere I've ever bought anything it works with a debit card too. So if anyone doesn't know what that is, debit card's connected to what is in your checking account. So it's the money that you already have. And I love how you talked about laying out like what you're gonna save for the TV or whatever, because some people do that for cars. Mm -hmm. Like anyone listening, if you pay off your car um, and then keep paying payments, but to yourself, the same amount of payments. So you won't be missing it because you're used to having done that for the last year or more. You keep paying the payments to yourself and eventually you have enough money for another car debt free. Like there's so many ways to do it. Like the envelope, like you said, mm-hmm. prepping it ahead. Um, and I was writing notes to no, respond back. And um, when you talked about going like to the grocery store with like a hundred bucks versus swiping a card, actually there have been studies shown that Uh, using cash activates more of the pain centers in the brain because you know exactly how much is leaving your hand in your life versus a credit card that's swiped or even now stuff that's tapped or on your phone or thumbprint and you don't even know what's happening it's scary so i wanted to throw that out there okay go for it so it's funny when you should say that about a car uh actually that tv cost more than my first three cars put together that's how you know what i mean that's how that's how much it was but yes i actually read another thing when you talked about the cash leaving i know a lot of people go 
cashless, but I am still a big proponent of it because you are, you know, I mean, I'm earning this cash, right? Like, and then I used to always count how many hours I would have to work to buy something. That's another good trick because do I really want to spend four hours working to buy this one sweater? Probably not. So um, a lot of times counting the hours you need to work to purchase something is another good tip and, and a pain painstaking portion of it. But I also read somewhere, and this was interesting, speaking of cash, where it said that you are less likely to spend like a crisp new 20 than a crumpled $1 bill. Like people want to get the $1 bills out of their wallet, right? So if you have like old, dirty, crumpled money, people are just like, oh, I'm going to get rid of it. But if you have like crisp brand new 20s or crisp 50s, no one wants to break those or spend those, right? You kind of you kind of want to save those. So even just the even just the type of currency you, I don't even know where I, I don't even know where that source was, but even just the type of currency you carry will make a difference as to how you spend it. You know, I started to note that with like change because now I'm not even counting change except for I have some in like the little compartment in my car. But I'm realizing like even, for example, and I know in the whole scheme of things, a dollar might not be a lot. But when I'm going and I want coffee and I get dollar coffee at McDonald's and I have my whole day ahead of me with this coffee that I found in quarters in my car, like you can still account for that versus just throwing out your change. I understand it's not always with pennies and whatever, but just the view of it. I love that. I love that. Now, if you had anything else to say on that, I welcome. But I also wanted to ask back a little bit on your college journey um, if you had any other. um, Was it just around? Wait, wait, wait. So you had some connected with high school. They prepped and helped you, but then you also had the presidential scholarship. How did that, did I understand that? So, yeah. So, so initially, yeah, again, a small school. I said Summerfield, you said Ida, same thing. Guidance counselors, big shout outs. Um, They're great. And it, and I know that people think, oh, what do I want to talk to the counselor for? And I know that's got a weird stigma, but they are amazing for telling you all of them. And local places are just and especially like there's memorial scholarships, you know, a lot of people set up scholarships because people left that money because they want to pay for your education. So, you know, um, I just say I just say look for them, you know, look for them. And yeah, I so I always think local like small schools. And again, if you don't go to a small school, there there's larger scale schools, too, because, you know, my brother came to Monroe Community and had that paid for as well on that, you know. So I'm so you can you can definitely it's definitely out there if you just look. And I just really felt like I was just looking anywhere I could find that have scholarships. I mean, you can just search them. Again, the Monroe Community Foundation is a really good one because it includes all of Monroe County um, and just some that you might not even think apply to you. Because sometimes even if you're reading it and you think, oh, that doesn't really apply to me because my degree isn't really in that. Or maybe I don't have this one criteria. And this goes for applying for jobs, too. I have so many people who tell me, oh, I wasn't qualified for that. Well, I... But you could be, you know, you could learn and maybe maybe all of their applicants are missing one little thing, you know, so I, I say don't let that discourage you. I say even if you think you don't can't apply for a certain scholarship or you can't apply for a certain job because you don't have all the criteria, I think everything is negotiable. I think give them, give them a talk, you know, explain what you're having and they might be glad to say we're going to make an exception or OK, that's fine, but maybe you do this instead or whatever. So I definitely think um I definitely think those are things are important or churches or volunteer organizations. There's just so many. There's just so many ways to get help out there. My church, my church offered a scholarship too. I mean, yeah. So I just, I just feel like there's so many amazing things that you can reach out to, to get there. I, I do have a red. Just to add on that about what I actually know a guy who got a women's scholarship because nobody else applied. So why not? And then, you know, 
Yeah. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. I, I think so many people, I, I've even had job descriptions that I've sent to people where I'm like, oh, you would be so perfect for this job. And they're like, oh, but I don't have, you know, I don't know CAD or I don't know. Well, that's fine. Not everyone is maybe going to know everything on there or, or have checked all of the boxes for a scholarship or for a job. But you can learn. You can learn on the job. You can sell yourself. You just need to have the confidence and put yourself out there because you're right. Maybe no, Maybe everyone else thinks I don't qualify too. So someone's got to qualify or they have to tweak it a little so that you do qualify. I have another thing that's about a mortgage. I don't know. Are we getting ahead of ourselves? Should we stick with college or can I talk, can I talk a little bit about mortgage? I thought of this when you talked about your car payments because I – Okay. Okay. I'll make it real quick. But I loved, I loved that whole, like when you said you're already used to making that payment, continue to pay yourself to put it towards other things. That's wonderful. Or invest it. You know, I'm a huge, I'm a huge proponent of like investing things. You know, we used to do CDs. I don't think CDs are that important anymore. Um, but the one thing I want to say about my mortgage and my house payment, because we really want to strive to pay, like I didn't want a mortgage. I mentioned this to you in passing. I, we were building our house and I thought we could make it on the draw payments, but then they got huge and it got out of control. And I realized you really do need a mortgage. But there are so many ways to pay your house mortgage down too because um, even something simple as making payments twice a month instead of once a month. So it's paying the exact same amount. Yeah. And so like, so say you're, and I always work with numbers like math I can do. So say you pay $1,000 a month. And even if you just pay $500 every two weeks, I mean, that applies to the principal because the interest hasn't hit yet. And it's amazing. It shaves off years. I mean, I'm, it shaves off. And years. if there's five weeks in, in a month. That's what I mean. And it just shaves off years. And I wasn't, I couldn't, because I'm not math minded, when I first, when we first talked about refinancing to do that, because there's fees to refinance and I wasn't sold on it, but I really, once I realized it shaved off years, I thought, why wouldn't we do this? It's no more money. It's no more money. It's just really, a, I just feel like a lot of this just takes initiative and it, um, putting yourself out there. It's lazy is a harsh word, but a lot of people are really not motivated to seek this stuff out, right? It's easier. It's easier to charge it. It's easier to just go without looking. But if you just put forth like a little ounce of looking for things and, you know, an ounce of effort, I think the payoff is a huge reward for so many of those things. So that goes with like choosing your heart, right? It's hard sometimes to lay out a budget, whether how strict or, well, I'm not going to use the word strict, whether how detailed or skeletal it is. Because strict, you don't have to, you can fluctuate it. It's just, um, but also waking up 10 years later and being $80,000 in debt is, is hard. So choose your hard. Are you going to do the hard now or the hard later? I guess is what I'm thinking. Um, also wanted to throw this out there. Did you know, and I, I agree, like out of all the debts, like mortgage can turn into just having a house, the greatest blessing, if you can afford that much house. Um, did you know that you can get a mortgage without a credit score through manual underwriting? So anyone out there listening, there are many options out there as your choice in debt-free lifestyle. Just wanted to throw that out. But it's fascinating. They go through um, like your past bill, bills paid, rent. Basically, if you have no debt, you show how you did that and tend to even get like better options that way because they know that you always pay stuff ahead. So anyway, I just want to throw that out there. Anyone listening, it's fascinating. Um, so basically what you're telling me is in all these areas of life, I feel like you puzzled it together. And what, I, what, what I'm getting back to is, that, that's what I did too with school. It wasn't that your parents paid for it all, your amazing job paid for it all, or um, a full ride scholarship paid for it all which leads to you got 
And it wasn't inheritance to get the TV, to get the house, to get the car. It sounds like you do one step at a time to puzzle it together, which is what I am like gleaning out from that. And yes, I am so glad you brought up the mortgage thing. So thank you. I wasn't sure like where we'd fit it in. (laughs) Yeah. I know we're talking to college students and you might think, oh, that's so far down the road, but it's really not. And like you were just saying, the problem is if you if you rack up a huge debt in college and then you rack up a huge mortgage, like you're just burying it deeper and deeper and deeper. So it's like, okay, well, I'm going to get this college debt now and then I'm not going to get a house till my college is paid off. Well, your college may never be paid off at this rate, you know? So, I mean, hopefully it will, thanks to listening to Kara. But I'm just saying, if you keep waiting for the next, you know, the next payoff. So I really think you're right. You have to make those decisions as you go for what, so what your future is going to look like if you're going to be debt free um, or if you're going to because I just feel like that's just a, an extra burden that we don't need in this life you know mm-hmm. and um, I was going to say something else but I think it's just yeah <laughs> what you said <laughs> I think it's just basically showing you're not always going to have all the answer right now sometimes you only see a few steps in front of you and you put the puzzle piece in that works there and you know that if you choose to do it debt free and even the hard now versus the hard of the stress of the debt later even if that takes a little more time or effort how much that sets you in for the end i've found even that sometimes like if i want to do like a b and c in a day then even if A and B are really hard, if C went great, I leave on a high. I'm like, I always want to leave on the best thing. So like trying to do the work now and then leave on the best thing. So I think what I'm tying together from all this is just choose your hard when you do the hard and also take one step at a time and it's possible to graduate from college debt free. Any other notes? Um, I just I also liked when you talked about not people not being able to afford a uh, you know four hundred dollar emergency or whatever or living paycheck to paycheck. I know a lot of people living paycheck to paycheck, and whatever their circumstances are. But I also do feel like what like you're saying is you know, life is hard enough and you don't know if you're going to have a medical emergency or need to buy a new car or get a new roof. I mean, there's so much finances that it's if you put it, if you put in the heart, I like the way you word that. If you're already kind of in a place where something comes up, then you're not stressed or you're not scrambling because you're already to a place where you're like, oh, I planned for that. So I have this emergency money set aside or maybe I won't pay for this because of that. So I, so I think I think even just taking precautions for your own well-being and your own betterment, not just your stress, but any incidental costs that come up in your life. So I think I think it's really definitely the way to go. I'd say always leave yourself a cushion. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you for coming on. Um, What I was mentioning with emergency fund, then paying off debt, and then going through is actually Dave Ramsey's baby steps of sorts, even though we didn't go straight down it. So y'all can go look that up too. And I I love it. I'm so glad. I'm proud of you for your journey and, you know, saving for the TV. And for the example, and in college, and guys, if you're listening, go out there and do the puzzle. Ask God for help because it's the next step that's going to come in front of you. If you saw every step ahead of you, it might be overwhelming and debilitating. But if you look back and see all the steps you did, you're proud of how it worked. You did the one step at a time. So I appreciate you coming on, and I'll see you later. And say goodbye to everybody. Bye, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> Thanks, Marsha. And until next time, we'll help you get through college without with enough money and mental peace. Thanks so much. Bye. Guys, wasn't that interview awesome? Like, it really goes against the grain of a lot of um, money ideas of our culture. Basically, I'm asking you to be rebellious, okay? <laughs> rebellious. 
and handling your money, meaning you handle it well compared to people who don't, I guess. I don't know. Um, so I would love for you to connect with me. Let's meet in person or at least over Zoom. If you're interested in a scholarship strategy session to talk about your college plans, interests, etc., and what scholarships I could find for you, head on over to calendly.com slash monumentalpeace. Plan a time we can talk about me being the middleman to find you anywhere between ten to thirty thousand dollars in scholarships opportunities for you to apply for. Head on over to calendly.com slash money and mental peace and see y'all next time. Bye. Hey girl, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, would you take 30 seconds and share it with a friend? who wants to get scholarships and avoid student loans just like you. Okay, now I'm off to hopefully play some Ultimate Frisbee. I'll meet you back here in a few days for another episode. Bye!